My name is Chantrice. I'm 32 years old, and I'm from Atlanta, the real Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my cuffing season story. So I'm going to call this guy Smooth because yeah. he is smooth-talking little motherfucker. So <laughs> I'm going to call him Smooth. And I actually knew him at high school. So mm-hmm. we went to school together. He's like a year younger than me or whatnot, so I know him from then. And we we didn't really keep in touch over the years. It was more so like social media. We always been friends on social media or whatever. And we would cross paths, say, when we were at parties with our other classmates or whatever. And he always flirt a little bit, whatever. But I ain't never paid him no attention because it's like, nigga, I know you was a player back then. Mm-hmm. So I ain't paying no attention. I always curved him. So, you know, we always see each other in passing. And then this had to be August of... It was 2017, my cousin had a birthday party, and he was there. And so it was just like, oh, okay, cool, hey. But that particular night, though, it was another guy there that liked me or whatever, and I'm like, oh, I want him to leave me the hell alone. So now let me let me gravitate to it smooth. And I told him, too, I was like, you going to be my boo for the night. So, you know, shout it, leave me alone. Woo, woo, woo. And so it was cool. He he was cool with that, of course. And so that night we kind of was like caked up, but not really caked up. We was flirting the whole night because we was like on the little party bus, went mm-hmm. to the club and everything. So, yeah, we was pretty much vibing that whole night or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. The other dude was mad. Like he showed it, but I didn't care. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was just like, whatever. You know, I wouldn't really stay him because it was just one of them things like, oh, I see him around. See him when I see him. So he hit me up the next morning. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so we chopped it up or whatever. And he asked me, like, what I was doing that day. And I was actually hanging out with my niece. So I told him, oh, we're going to go grab some food. And he was like, where? And I told him. And he was like, oh, I'll be over that way because he had, like, he was doing something. I forgot what it was, but he was doing something over in the area. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll be over that way. And he was like, well, I'll hit you up when I'm done. And if y'all see it there, we can link up. And I was just like, okay, cool, whatever. And so he hit me up, mm-hmm. and he met up with us, came, ordered his food. We sitting there all talking. We was all talking about the party, too, because we was all at the party. So we was all talking, chopping it up or whatever. And I was just like, okay, he cool. He's still cool people or whatever. And he paid for our food. And I didn't expect that because it was just like I looked at it like, oh, this one of the homies coming through just about yeah. to chop it up with us. And everything he did, he was being a gentleman, you know, with me and my niece, even when going back to the car and everything, opening the doors and all of that. So I'm like, OK, OK. You know, I think that's when I kind of my interest kind of got yeah. sparked. So I think it was. Yeah, that was our little first little meeting, I guess, of what started this whole cuffing season chronicle. Okay. So what attracted me to him? I I would say he was always attractive. You know, mm-hmm. even in high school, it was like, okay, he's attractive. I never would stay him like that though, because also he has a kid mm-hmm. and the mother of his child. We all went to school together, and I ain't got time for that kind of drama. Yeah. So I, you know, never was stand it. But he was always attractive. So even then, I'm like, okay, he's still attractive. But as far as I guess giving him a shot this time. 
I just paid attention to, you know, him being a gentleman in different situations. And he was being consistent with calling me and stuff like that. The conversation, it was cool. You know, he, I, I don't know, we just clicked. And so it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, I might, I might kind of like him. But then I was just like, at the same time, is he still in his smooth playboy ways? Right. But, you know, I think it was the when he met up with me and my niece and everything he displayed then, I think that's what kind of more so sparked my attention and attracted me. Like, okay, he's being a real gentleman, and he displayed those qualities of it. <laughs> so, yeah, that definitely wasn't our first date. I would consider our first date – it was when we linked up. We were actually just meeting up after work. It was like, okay, you want to just grab something right quick after work? Like, I guess some happy hour type shit. And I'm like, okay, cool. I don't have nothing to do. And so I was like, well, I'm getting off work. I'll just meet you at your crib, and then he'll drive. So I went over there, and I guess he was rushing out the house or whatever. And he comes out, closes the door, and was like, oh, shit. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. He locked his damn keys in. So I'm looking like, okay, well, what you going to do? And so he was like, well, I could call my sister to get the spare or whatever, but then I don't know. I'm going to see if she answered. He's trying to figure out all kind of ways that, you know, he even looking like, is the window unlocked? Like he could just get back in there. And it was like, it was it's funny now, but at the time I'm like, well, what the hell? Yeah. You know, so he done called around to see, you know, who he can get his spare key from or whatever. Turns out. Nobody was available at the time. So I'm just like, okay, whatever. I don't mind. I'll drive. Yeah. Then realize. Let me ask you before you finish. When you realized you had to drive, was that kind of like a turn off or was it just like. No. And I guess because he, it was an honest mistake, mistake. you yeah. know. So it's like he literally was coming out and he all excited <laughs> and he pulls the door up and then he's like, shit. Yeah. You know, so I guess if I had to drive where it was on some like can you drive type shit or he just don't want to drive then I would have been turned off but it was like okay he locked himself out (laughs) I don't want to just stand out here and be waiting on somebody so I'll drive you know that was cool for me I was like I don't mind but then he realizes not only did he leave his damn keys wallet left his wallet (laughs) and so at that point I started getting a little annoyed now because for one you done locked. How, how did you do this? You locked all that shit in there. Mm-hmm. And it was humid. Because this was around, if that was August when we first met. We had been talking on the phone a lot. This had to be like the end of August or beginning of September. It was humid outside. I remember that day because my hair started swelling up. See, and uh-uh. so at that point, I'm getting a little irritated. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So we can't do nothing now. You left your wallet. You left your keys. You know, it's like, even if I be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. You don't even have a damn ID on you. True, yeah. So then he started thinking. He was like, oh, well. He was like, you want to go to a Braves game? And I'm like, nigga, what the the fuck? How? How? (laughs) So then he he explained. He used to work at the Braves Stadium, like, back when, you know, at Turner Field, like, way back, a couple of years back. So he had, you know, a camaraderie with the people that still Mm -hmm. work there now at SunTrust Park. So he explained all that, and he was like, you know, I think, you know, some people up there or whatever like that, and, you know, we could go, we should be able to get in, we should be able to park and everything. And I was like, okay. I was like, now I got to drive all the way, really, right. drive all the way to Clark <laughs> County. I was like, okay, cool. He was like, well, I could drive. I said, no, the hell you cannot. Your license is in the house. Yeah. So I just went on and drove. We got there, and he had his little connect with the parking, so 
didn't have to worry about parking. And then when we got in there, he started seeing everybody he know, chopping mm-hmm. it up. Like, damn, nigga, you the, you the damn brave stadium celebrity, <laughs> I guess. So, you know, chopping it up with people. And the thing that I did like about him, too, he has a really, like, cool, outgoing personality. Mm-hmm. Like, he can go in any room. He can go in the room with the, the white board members. He can mm-hmm. go in the room with the hood niggas. And, like, he can really be diversified in who he communicates with. So I paid attention to that mm-hmm. on that first date, too. And so, you know, after he chopped it up with a couple of people he knew, he um was able to get us in, I, I don't even know what they call it, I guess like the club areas, the mm-hmm. VIP, the areas where it ain't many of us in there. Mm-hmm. So we in there with the buffet and everything, mm-hmm. getting our food, we eating, drinking. And then he was like, it was another part, like, um, I guess at the very bottom, close to like what home plate where you go out. Mm-hmm. And he was like, usually they don't really let me in there. He was like, but I'm going to try, I'm going to try. You know, he, he a smooth talking nigga. So mm-hmm. he was like, he going to try it out. He was like, but we probably just have to stay up here or whatever. And I'm like, Shit, I'm cool, whatever. That was really my first time at the new stadium too. Mm-hmm. So we go down there. He kind of chop it up, say whatever. And he was like, he he showed me something like you got to kind of do like they finessing it with him, like because there's other people around. So so they boss when see you kind of got to act like you had some on your wrist or something. And we got in there. He was like, oh, shit. They used it don't work. And I'm like, because because I'm here. It's, it's me. It's me. And so we got down there and it's open bar, everything like and when I tell you, we probably were like two out of four black people down there. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of. Yeah, we was down there and it was like. It was fun. We went and sat, like, we was probably, like, four rows behind home plate. Like, mm-hmm. we were just lit because we was like, damn, this shit really worked. We down here. And we just had a good old time, like, really just just vibing with each other. And also, too, you know, then, you know, you had something like that. You're going to pull out your phone. Got to gotta do it for the gram. He doing all that. And so he put me in his little Insta story or whatever, and he was like, yeah, I usually don't even put no no girl in my Instagram. I was like, nigga, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I guess, whatever, nigga. And so he was like, nah, for real, I don't. I was like, oh, okay. I said, yeah, now your inbox going to be blowing up. Mm-hmm. Surely enough, while we sitting there, he started telling me, like, people in his inbox, stuff like that. I said, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I believe it. And so that I think that was pretty much the gist of that whole date afterwards. We just left, you know, of course, I had to take him back home. And by then, you know, he was able to get somebody to come. They had the key or whatever. And then I went home. It wasn't nothing extra. It was like, bye, nigga, after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that first date, I still would say to this day, that may have been one of the best, if not maybe the best date that I've had. And the funny thing is, you know, <laughs> he didn't spend nothing for that damn date. <laughs> like, right. he didn't spend nothing. He just went off his smooth talk, his yeah. connects or whatever. So that that in itself, I liked that. I liked how I could see that he was able to just communicate right. with anybody. Like, we were even sent by some people that we know were probably in a very, very much higher pay grade and everything than mm-hmm. us. And he was able to just talk to them and, like, vibe and that attracted me because some of the niggas that I've dated mm-hmm. and it, I know, like, nigga, I wouldn't be able to take you around certain environments because you wouldn't really be able to mesh well. So that was kind of the start of me liking him. Um, I think when I really, really started liking him is when it was around, it was shortly probably after that I was going on a trip 
and he had mentioned I was going on a trip with one of my homegirls, but at that time, like he kind of met up with before I was leaving or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he had told me about this cabin trip that was being planned with some of our mutual friends and everything. Mm -hmm. And it was around my birthday. It was like a week after my birthday. Everybody that know me know my birthday is like very important. Mm -hmm. My birthday is like extremely important to me so I had already told him about that matter of fact when he first came and met up with me and my niece and he asked me oh when your birthday and I was telling him he took his phone out and put it on his calendar and so I'm like okay he was like yeah you want you want to go to the cabins and this that another I figured since you know it's right after your birthday that could be part of your birthday celebration you know continue to turn up or whatever so I'm like this nigga, he remember my birthday. He invited <laughs> me to the cabin. Uh -huh. I never been to the cabins, right. so that was something I always wanted to do. Previously, like I was in an eight and a half year relationship, and that's a whole nother freaking story. But I used to always tell my ex, like, I want to go to the cabins. I want to go to the cabins. Not all the time. He never made it happen. Right. So here comes Mr. Smooth. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he he asked, you know, about that, and and then considering that part of my birthday, I think mm -hmm. I was like, okay, now he's thoughtful mm -hmm. and this, that, and the other. And so that's when I was like, I think I like this nigga for real, for <laughs> real. Like you know, all these years then went by, and he didn't try to shoot his shot, and it was just like, boy, bye, and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, now I'm starting to like him. So mm -hmm. of course I had to kind of converse a bit with people that we know, like, is he on the bullshit, mm -hmm. you know? And I don't know. I don't know if they really did their research for real, for real. But then, you know, I got word back that it's like, nah, see, like, he legit, like, he all in. So I'm like, okay, I'm trusting they word. Mm -hmm. And then he ain't showing, you know, no difference. So I'm like, okay, I think I, think I like him. So the turning point of the relationship or situationship mm -hmm. I would say the turning point was maybe around November-ish of that year. So, and I don't know if I would consider it the the turning point, but it was kind of a point where I'm like, okay, I don't know about this. It's when he started displaying inconsistencies. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I'm like, okay, now, nigga, I done told you what I done dealt with before you, and listen, I don't have time for the inconsistencies and stuff like that, so what's up? And, you know, so we had to talk about it, and, like, he was, you know, communicating. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm telling you how I feel. He was receiving that, and he was like, you know, no, I, I already know what you've been through, so I'm not going to, I wouldn't do that, you mm -hmm. know, because previously before him, the nigga ghosted on me and shit. So I'm like, okay, I told you about that. So any little sign that make me feel like you about to right. do some little shit like that, and he was like, why would you even think that? He was like, honestly, you know, I keep it more real with you than I have with any other female and this, that, and other. And I'm like, I hear you. Mm -hmm. But it was something genuine about it because I, I maybe because we already knew each other. So right. I wouldn't say we had a friendship per se, but we already kind of had something, you know, right. where it's like we've been cool, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I think he did have at least that much respect to say, okay, I wouldn't do no bullshit like that. But it was this one time where my homegirl went to Sahara Lounge and mm -hmm. I was supposed to go with her. And I just decided I don't feel like damn going out. So she went out with one of her other homegirls, and she said, "I get a text from her, and it's like, girl, your nigga here with some <laughs> with some bitch." No. And I was like, "What? I'm, I'm all like confused. The hell you talking about?" And so she was like, "Smooth, you know." Mm -hmm. And I was just like, "Oh, for real?" I said, "What the bitch look like? Like who is she?" <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like maybe it's somebody I know of yeah. that you know he might have been there with, whatever. And she tells me. 
And she done then fucked around and went over to him and spoke and everything. So he'll know she there and this, that, and the other. So she giving me all the detail. And I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, what I'm going to do? Mm-hmm. What I'm going to do? And because I think it was that particular time, I'm like, I ain't really been hearing from this nigga this week. Like, mm-hmm. I hear from him a little bit, you know, but it definitely was an inconsistency there. Mm-hmm. It, it was just like, I've heard from him, but it ain't like the weeks prior. Mm-hmm. And so... She tells me that, and my niece, my niece my rolled out, mm-hmm. apparently. So my niece had just left my house. So I'm texting my niece like, girl, she just texted me and told me. <laughs> and my niece like, she called me like, well, I mean, I just walked in the house, but I could come back if you want to go up there. <laughs> and so I was just like, I don't know, because Sahara, I live on the south side now, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's a fucking long drive. I don't know if I want to go up there. Nigga might be gone by the time I get there, and I'm sitting up here indecisive mm-hmm. and so I'm like I don't know I don't know we wind up not going because I was like what the fuck I'm gonna go up there for we not in a relationship he not my nigga for real so I'm gonna go up there and look stupid mm-hmm. I mean I'm I'm not the type that I'm gonna go and like raise hell and do all that crazy shit I would have just went in there like oh hey you know probably like oh I hit you up yesterday what you been up to mm-hmm. on some shit that would have probably threw him for a loop like what the hell but that was kind of one of them points where I was like Okay, now I got to figure it out. I already know he going to come up with something because mm-hmm. she done made it be known that, oh, nigga, I see you here. So he coming up with a story in his head. Clearly, that's what all niggas going to do. When I did bring it up to him, he was like, yeah, I know your homegirl was going to come and tell you she saw me there and this, that, and the other. But he was like, I was there. It was my cousin. Nigga, everybody say any woman is their cousin. Exactly. Like I was like, really, your cousin? Yeah, man, my cousin, it was her birthday. She went up there with some of her friends, so she told me to come through and this, that, and another. I said, oh, okay. You know, and I'm trying to do my research to figure out, like, <laughs> is it a cousin for real? Or, you know, I'm I'm really trying to do figure out the research. I'm, I'm hitting people up, and I couldn't confirm or deny through my little research, and usually I'm good at it, but I couldn't <laughs> figure it out if it really was. So I was like, I can't really sit here and be like, this nigga fucking lying because I don't know. But then at the same time, I'm not going to be like, oh, he's telling me the truth. That is his cousin. So I'm kind of like in between a rock and a hard space. Like, what do I do? So I was just like, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and just keep my eyes open mm-hmm. to how he moved from at that point. And, I mean, it, things were cool, but the it, it never got back how it was previously. So, like, after that turning point, I mean, we still would kick it and, you know, do whatever, go out and this, that, and the other. Even Christmas time came. He was at my house Christmas Eve. We spent Christmas Eve together. He spent the night over there. You know, he woke up. He had to work on Christmas Day, so he went to work. But then he came back to my house. We exchanged gifts or whatever, and he stayed in my crib for a couple of hours, and then we just went our separate ways after that, you know, to our families and stuff. So I'm like, okay, you know. And his phone, it ain't like you were ringing off the hook. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe he, I, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. Even New Year's, like New Year's Eve, he went out with some of his homies to like strip club or some shit. And I was out with my homegirl. But after that, we linked up. He came back to my house. So, you know, New Year's Day, we mm-hmm. spending part of New Year's Day together. So I'm like, okay, cool. Then February comes. Mm. And, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, okay, everything all good. Up till Valentine's Day come around, mm-hmm. we text like that morning or talked or whatever. We both had to work. And, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, 
naturally I'm going to see this nigga later. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. You know, I know he had to work. He had two jobs or I don't know, maybe he still does, but he had two jobs. So I know he had to do his double that day. But sometimes he would just come to my crib after the second one. Mm-hmm. It might be late, but he'll still come. So I'm thinking that's probably what he going to do. Mm-hmm. The whole day goes by. Valentine's Day goes by. And nothing, you know. Oh, so I guess this nigga got off work and I ain't hear nothing. <laughs> so I was just like, at that point, I said, oh, for real? Really? What the fuck? So the next day, I was like, I'm not hitting him up. Fuck right. him. Mm-hmm. So the next day, he calls himself FaceTiming me. And <laughs> I was like, I shouldn't answer this shit, but I answered it. And he just talking like everything cool. Like, oh, what's, what's up, sexy red? And all this kind of shit. And I'm looking like, what do you want? You know, and he was like, what's wrong with you? I said, really? And so he was like, man... I know you probably mad about yesterday, this, that, and the other, but for real, I was planning, telling me everything he was planning to do. I said, that don't mean shit to me. You was planning <laughs> to do it, but you didn't do it. Yeah. So he trying to, you know, say whatever. I was like, uh-huh, okay. I hear you. He's like, I'm going to make it up. I said, oh, okay. Well, anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll let you later. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the thing for me. That was the icing on the cake for me mm-hmm. where I was just like, I'm, I'm done with this nigga. Like, for real, like, why wouldn't I think that we doing something for Valentine's Day? Because when we actually talked about it, you know, I told him how I felt about it. Like, mm-hmm. that was fucked up. Like, for real. And he was like, well, I mean, we didn't even really talk about nothing for Valentine's Day. Why the fuck would we have to talk exactly. about anything when, nigga, we spent Christmas? <laughs> like, why would Valentine's Day come? We've yeah. been talking since, or dating, or whatever you want to call it, since, like, August, September-ish. Valentine's Day come around. Why we need to talk about that? Yeah. It should be a no-brainer. Right, exactly. So that was kind of the ending point for me. A couple of days after that, I wound up meeting somebody that, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it was just like, you know, I met somebody else a couple of days after that. And the dude I met was like a mutual friend. He, We had a mutual friend. So I had been kind of looking at a nigga, but I had never met him before. And then met him. I was just like, oh, it's just perfect timing. Mm -hmm. You know, so that, after that, I was like, shit. I'm interested in this nigga. Now I ain't worried about smooth. It was from August to February, and that's about what, six months. Okay. So I ended it, mm-hmm. clearly, because of that. And it wasn't really a formal me ending it, because even after that, like, it was no bad blood. It wasn't like, nigga, delete my number. I'm going to block you. It was none of that. It was just like, I ain't fucking with you. Mm-hmm. But he would still yep. hit me up from time to time. And, you know, try to smooth talk his way over and this, that, and the other. And it's like, nigga, no, actually, you got a couple of things at my crib, you know, your little clothes that you would leave over. I need for you to come get these, Uh you know. And he called me being petty because I'm like, you need to get your shit. And I'm like, I'm not being petty. He was like, why why my stuff can't be over there? (laughs) Because. He was like, I remember one time he was like, you must have another nigga coming over there now. First of all, I didn't know your damn business. Second of all. It's my fucking house, mm-hmm. and your shit don't need to be here if I'm not dealing with you on that level right. no more. You know, so that was kind of me in it, but I don't think he was going to accept that. It's mm-hmm. like he just wanted to make sure his foot was still in the door. Mm-hmm. So even when he would hit me up and I would be like, you foolish, like you messed this up. And he was like, but you the one that want to throw it away and this, that, and the I was like, man, listen, you want your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, you just want to be a playboy. And like, mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. And then one time I even told him, I said, just keep it 100 with me. I was like, you you pretty much want a girlfriend mm-hmm. without a title. You want me to be your girlfriend, 
you don't want to be a boyfriend. You don't want a relationship right now. But you want you want the the actions of that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just keep it one hundred. That's what we've been doing. We've been keeping it real. And he he hesitated. And he was like, I mean, yeah, kinda. And I, I laughed, but I was like, oh hell no. Nah. I said. Right. I told him, I said, well, I respect your honesty that you are being honest with me. I said, but you know I'm not with that shit. Right. He was like, yeah, I mean, I know. I just got to grow up. I got to get right into this, that, and the other. I was like, yeah. I said, you you know you stupid, though, right? Like, right. he was like, yeah. And, you know, I just, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with him? But I guess because I respect that he, you know, he would keep 100. If I really got to him, like, what the fuck, this, that, and the other, like, he'll just let me know. You know, I don't even keep it real. Most of these chicks out here, I'm going to lie to them anyway. But he mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to keep it real with you because I got love for you and this, that, and the other. And so at some point, I kind of tried to give it a second chance, of course, because um, he came smooth talking. It was after a few months went by, tried to give it a second chance, and it was just like, it didn't, it didn't work. Cause, Why? Because it was like... Your feelings were different from him, or yeah, and so I still had those feelings there, but I think it was too because I had started dating the other yeah. dude, and then you know, certain things that he was doing that I didn't get from Smooth, so it was just like, um, mm, yeah. okay. So when he came back trying to, you know, he tried to take me on a nice little date, this, that, and the other, and I'm like, okay, cool, well, maybe, maybe he's trying to grow up, let me see. So we went out. It was all right. It wasn't even really like it was kind of like he was more into the damn basketball game that was on at the time okay. than what we was doing on our date. So I'm just like, uh. And of course, we wind up having sex again and shit like that. And it's like because my feelings weren't really there, I realized that the sex wasn't even really yeah, yeah. all that great. I mean, it wasn't bad, but yeah. my feelings, because my feelings weren't there, it was just like yeah. I wasn't really feeling that shit yeah. like that no more. And after that, that's when I was like, yeah, I'm done. Because yeah. now. The sex is not even, I don't even want it. Yeah. So that's when I knew I was just done. Um, It made me, I guess, kind of feel like all these niggas are full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, it don't matter to me how cool you are with somebody right. or what kind of, I guess, friendship I guess you might think you have at the beginning. It really made me feel like, oh, they all full of shit. Like, and I know that's a negative outlook I still kind of have a positive outlook because I will say even with dating him out of all the people that I have dated since I've been single I guess that would be like my favorite situationship like because I still had a vibe with him Mm -hmm. and certain things that he did while we had our situationship that I really liked and I could take that you know with me it's like basically if he wasn't trying to be a playboy it could have it could have been great you know like I feel like he got a business mind, mm-hmm. and he got a street mind at the same mm-hmm. time, you know. And it's just like I feel like he has a lot of qualities that I would want out of somebody. Right. So it kind of lets me know, okay, I can get that from somebody that ain't being a playboy, you know. Um, But it's still at the same time, it's like these niggas full of shit. Yeah. I got to really pay attention. Like when them inconsistencies start, just dead that shit because yeah. at that point, if – I feel like if a nigga going to be inconsistent, it's for a reason. It's either because they got something else going on, mm-hmm. they got too much going on, it's something. Because if it started off one way and now all of a sudden it's falling off, it's a reason for that. So my outlook is that I got to definitely pay attention to that kind of stuff. So when I was, during that six-month period, I know I definitely did 
a lot of girlfriend shit, probably some wife type shit too. Yeah. And <laughs> and so knowing that I was in an eight and a half year relationship after I got out of that one, feeling like I don't know, I don't know how to date. And then you know, once I start dating, I get set in my ways though because I'm single. It's like nigga, I'm single out here. I get so set in my ways sometimes that I be wondering like. Do I know how to be a girlfriend now? Mm-hmm. I've been single. I'm in my ways. I'm I'm used to being alone. So I guess that changed me in a way to let me see, okay, I can still be this person to somebody. And I guess, too, the way that he was with me as well, it did make me feel like, okay, one day something is going to, you know, I guess mesh well. It, it gave me that outlook where I'm like, okay, Niggas are full of shit, but somebody might come along. They grow mm-hmm. up or whatever the case might be. So I guess it's kind of a, a 50-50 thing. On one hand, I'm like, these niggas full of shit. The other hand is like, but I have faith that it's somebody out there right. one day. And what did I learn about myself throughout this process? Oh, I learned, I learned a lot. I learned that I guess my tolerance for certain things. I have too much of a high tolerance for things and some stuff I have too much of a low tolerance. Um, I also learned when shit hit the fan that I, I'm still real cool about stuff. Like, okay. I'm not that chick that's going to go, oh, now I want to fuck your shit up. I'm about to blow your phone up. I'm not about to do all that. It's just, I guess with me, I learned that when shit hit the fan, deuces, like, I'm not going to allow you to get me to a point where I'm out of character. Mm-hmm. So I think, it just gave me that little aspect of things. That's good. Because, I mean, a lot of us cannot say that. <laughs> but then again, it comes with age, maturity, and then knowing yourself as a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, what I can say about you just from me telling your whole story, you know your self-worth. Mm-hmm. A lot of women, like, they don't. And it takes such a long period and a long time to get to that point. You know what I'm saying? You go yeah. through so many niggas, and it's just like, damn. Right. I ain't got no self-worth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... Like that's really good on your part. What would you or could, do you think there is one thing you regret that you did or like you know that may have happened during your whole situation that you might have like would have taken back or that you learned from or you wish you just never would have did like mm. any regret? <laughs> have sex. <laughs> Cause that's what complicates everything. This it's just is like once you go and cross that line, that is when it's just your feeling. It's almost like it's almost like when they nut, they nut out their feelings, <laughs> and then we take the feelings in. Cause <laughs> before I had sex with somebody, like nigga, I really don't care about yeah. your ass like uh-huh. that. Like I might like you, and you know I might. I might care about you on a friend level. Like, oh, I care for you, but I don't really care. Like, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what you out here doing, none of that, because you ain't going up at me, so I ain't studying. Right. Once that shit happened, it's just like, oh, yeah. now I got more feelings, right. and then you just, your just came out. Right. So, I mean, I I don't regret the sex, but mm-hmm. if I could go back and I was, I can't say, oh, we did it too soon or anything because really it was like two months, mm-hmm. you know, and before we ever even had sex. So I wouldn't say that. Um, I think I would. I, hmm, 
I would take back, I guess, how much I did for okay. him. You know, probably too much girlfriend type shit yeah. that I did. Like, nigga would spend the night at my crib, and I get up and cooking Cook. breakfast <laughs> and all of that. You know, and it's sometimes, like, I work from home some days, and he would have to leave and hurry up. It's like, okay, if you get up late now, I'm gonna, let me put your stuff in a little mm-hmm. to-go little box mm-hmm. for you so you can have your stuff with you and everything like that, just checking on him all the time. Sometimes he would bring his clothes, like, if he's spending mm-hmm. the night and shit like that. Oh, you rushing this morning. Let me get I'm going to iron your clothes for you. Like, girl, I was doing <laughs> too much girlfriend shit, mm-hmm. too much domestic shit. And I think I would take it back. Part of me feels like I would take it back. Then the other part is like, it's part of the process, the lesson learned behind it. But that's something I learned. Ain't, because of him, ain't Nan, one of the other niggas about to get that level right. of domestication from me right. until we're in a relationship and until we're married with some other stuff. Right. So. Yeah. Did you at one point like envision yourself like getting married to this man and like, oh, I could see a future with him or um, or did you ever like tell him like, I want to take it to the next level? Like, I want you to be my boyfriend. Well, no, I didn't ever just tell him I want him to be my boyfriend because I was like, when we starting out, I'm too trying to see how things right. kind of flow. It was a point when it's just like, OK, what the hell are we doing and this, that and the other and he would say, okay, we, you know, we building a bun, you know, making sure we basically building that foundation, this, that, and the other, and seeing where it go, and this, that, and the other. And niggas say that now, I know. <laughs> Nigga, you full of shit when you say that. Yeah. Um, so we had that talk, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not pressuring nobody to mm-hmm. be with me, to do nothing with me. It's just like, I'm going to go with it until I feel like it ain't right. Mm-hmm. So I never really had that particular conversation, but he did. He would say little stuff like, yeah, I can see myself with you, you know, this, that, and the other. And just, you know, want us to build that bun and all that shit. You know, as far as if I could see myself marrying him, um, anytime I start dating somebody, I try to envision, like, do this seem like somebody I could be with, be right. with? Like, and with him... It was some stuff where I was just like, I don't know if I would want to deal with that. But I would say the pros did outweigh the cons. And I was like, I could see myself building something with him. Um, He had a lot of qualities in a man that I would like, you know what I'm saying, my Mm -hmm. husband to have. But then there were things I was like, "Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I got to figure this out. And then... On top of that, like I said, he does have a child, which didn't bother me. But then I was like, are we going to have drama right. from that? You know, mm-hmm. so I I don't know how that would have went or whatever. And I always thought about that. But I would say with certain things overall, if I had to just say him overall, if he wasn't a playboy and just him as a whole, could I see myself being with him or someone like him with the positive qualities? Yeah. yeah. But I ain't never just really sit there and fantasize a weird. And yeah. it was just like, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So to this day, are y'all still like cool, cordial, you know? Yeah, we are. We never fell out. We never had no bad blood. Like, it'll be times. It was times even then when shit kind of hit the fan and we weren't really talking as much mm-hmm. where when we did talk, we both let it be known. Ain't no bad blood. You yeah. know, I got love for you. He was like, yeah, I'm going to always have love for you yeah. and this, that, and the other. You know, I respect you and all of this kind of stuff. So anytime I call him, he'll answer or he'll mm-hmm. call back and vice versa. Matter of fact, today is his birthday. Oh. So, you know, I called him. <laughs> I actually texted him a little bit after midnight, mm-hmm. like, you know, happy birthday. And then I called him because last year, you know, that was two weeks after Valentine's Day. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I texted him like, happy birthday. Yeah. You know, and he was like really in his feelings about that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh Because I didn't call him. So this time, you know, I called him this morning. And I was like, yeah, I'm calling you too so you won't be all in your feelings. He was like, yeah, because, you know, I have to come over there. But, of course, he started with his smooth talk. Uh So I'm going to come over later and you're going to have me a birthday gift. I was like, nigga, shut the (laughs) fuck up. Like, and he'll just laugh because it's like I know he's just full of shit. But we still cool. Like, if we see each other, it ain't number love. But I wouldn't. Would I go back? Nah. Okay. Okay. Nah. Said that. That what I'm She said nah. <laughs> nah. I don't even. Yeah. The feelings ain't even there. Like, I feel like I could be around him, chop it up. Like, it, it one time we that. actually had a good conversation. Like, he was telling me about some chick he talked to, and I was telling him about, like, niggas and stuff like that. So, I feel like we could really chop it up on some cool shit at this mm-hmm. point. He probably is still try to get back in, but it's like, nah, bruh. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. I, I got love for him. Once again, they just show yourself worth. Cause I mean, I'm telling you, some some people like you deal with a nigga, you know he ain't no good. Like you say, you see the the red flags or whatever. You may end it, but as soon as y'all get in each other's presence again, some women can't like right. separate. Like this is not who I'm meant to be with. Or, yeah, this nigga full of shit. Like you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and it's hard. Cause like I said, I was in a relationship for eight and a half yeah. years. That was damn near all my 20s, you know, and it was like that. Like, we would break up sometime and then get right back together. We went Mm -hmm. to the same college, so, you know, we Mm -hmm. seen each other all the time like that anyway. So I definitely dealt with that, you Mm -hmm. know, and it took clearly a minute for me to really just, I knew that he wasn't the one for me after a certain point, but being complacent and being scared to start over and feeling like, you know, I'm used, this is what I'm used to. I don't know if I can get out here and start dating so, you know, it was like I've been there, done that, and then going through the first situation that I had after that where that nigga ghosted on me and I really liked him, and that kind of fucked me up a little right. bit. So with this one, it's kind of like at that point, it's like, yeah, nah, I'm right. not. I'm, my tolerance is here. It's certain things I probably still tolerated that I shouldn't have, but, yeah, it, it, I'm just at that point where it's like 32 years old. I ain't got time for none yeah. of these niggas and they bullshit at right. this point. right. Oh, yeah. But you still believe in, like, marriage. And, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing that I am proud of myself for. I mm-hmm. haven't become one of those bitter females that yeah. is just like, niggas ain't shit. <laughs> niggas all, I say they full of shit. Yeah. But I never really say niggas ain't shit. Right. Because I do feel like men got to get to a certain point in their lives where they have that, you know, I guess epiphany where mm-hmm. they got to grow up. Right. And, you know, I think we have to realize that with a lot of men, some men just aren't ready no matter what. Like, and there's nothing we can do to make exactly. them ready. But at some point, when they know they're ready, then they know they're ready. Right. It's just really about niggas got to be honest. Mm-hmm. And it's up to us to communicate certain things and, and look out for what they do and say to realize whether or not they are being honest or they being genuine or whatnot. Right. So, I mean, yeah, just we just got to pay attention to the red flags. Oh, girl, come. I was just going to say that, them red flags, because a woman's intuition is so strong. It is. And we know it, but we would, like, deny the hell out of it. Yeah. And then that would just lead to more damage, mm-hmm. more feelings, and it's just like, bitch, I don't care how fine this nigga is. If he ain't shit, you know girl, he ain't shit. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, their intuition, every time, it's never felt like every time with all of them, I get some kind of little intuition, mm-hmm. some kind of, you know, feeling where I'm like, uh, and then I start down it, give a nigga the benefit right. of the doubt, then turn around, it's like, yeah, I should have. When I started feeling that way, right. I should have so like the last dude I dated, 
had a little feeling like, mm, no about this. And I had the 86 it. It was like, yeah. shit, I'm about to 86 it. And it was funny because one of my friends was like, that's how I know you growing up because you really, <laughs> you don't give a fuck now. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, and the yeah. thing is, I'm still cool with that one. Like, mm-hmm. that's one thing about me. Nine times out of ten, unless a nigga just really do some fucked up, fucked up shit, we could be cool. Like, I'm going to tell you where you fucked up with me and we chop it up. If you can receive that, keep it moving. We could be cool, right? Like, I don't have no bad blood with these niggas. It's still the one that ghosted on me. <laughs> fuck it's him, like, fuck him, <laughs> fuck him. But the rest of them, I mean, I'm cool. It ain't like I'm hanging out with them, nothing yeah. like that. Um, they ain't not gonna get the magic box no more either. Right. So you know, <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. Well, we thank you for sharing your story. I mean, it just really shows the maturity in you that a lot of women could take. You know, some notes from, you know, because I know we all go through it, but it's like at one point you just really got to grow up and just know what's best for you, know your self-worth, read the red signs, red flags, I mean, and just know, you know. Mm-hmm. These niggas be full of shit, but you may find your nigga who is full of shit, but he's for you. <laughs> so we are claiming, right. claiming that man for you in the year 2019. Yes. And it's going to be all good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>